0: Good afternoon, Prescott, and welcome back. That was a long break, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, we welcome you back, and today I'm talking about uh, the sovereign state, and I have Representative Mark Fitchum with me today speaking about uh, little legalities of overreach, and um, we're learning a lot today, again, at least I am, about uh, the sovereign state. So we were talking about how uh, some of this affects me as a taxpayer, as a property owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you were speaking, Mark, about if the government takes a certain portion of land away, the tax burden becomes greater on the property owners.
1: On those that are left. Right. So So, if you expect to maintain the same level of services, right, whether it's education, infrastructure courts, sheriff's office, whatever that might be. Uh-huh. In fact, services that are offered by the counties. Right. Typically, the county is a functionary of the state. The state supplies some money to the county, but the vast majority of their funding comes from what? Property tax. Right. When a piece of property is removed from their control, and they get something called PILT. Payment in lieu of taxes, we jokingly call it pittance in lieu of trillions.
0: Yeah.
1: Um what happens is you will lose a piece of property that may be taxed at sixty to a hundred dollars unimproved property. It might be ranch land, it might be Class Six land, whatever that might be. But between sixty and hundred bucks yeah. per acre tax, Maricopa County, you get a dollar thirty-six in payment in lieu of taxes. Mm-hmm. So that is a significant reduction. I mean, for okay.
0: us that are feeling, you know, especially for guys like me who exactly. are retired. Exactly. And every time I turn around, I have a tax guy saying I'm going to tax you for this. I'm going to right. I need a new jail. You have a Pike County, I need PSBRS.
1: And with more land you real quick. With I want to more bring more land on really
0: quick. So, this is how much land right now. That a portion, our, tax, our portion that, that our tax money is coming from. So, yes, the property tax. Yes. So if our property tax is coming from this portion of land and it gets uh, uh, reduced, and, yeah, reduced more, then our taxes will naturally have to go back up again, right? Yes, because For payment, the same services that we enjoy Exactly, today.
1: because the payment in lieu of taxes was intended originally to be a replacement for the tax money that was lost. Mm-hmm. And Congress was like, wait a minute, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, we'll give you a portion of that. And Representative Paul Gosar uh, is a hero on this issue. He has consistently called out uh, the, the poor performance on Congress on living up to their obligation yeah. to make the people of Arizona whole every time a piece of land is taken off the, off the rolls. Right. Okay? Another person who's been just a staunch uh, defender of private property rights Judy Burgess, who I understand is running for uh, the Arizona House in, in, the, in the current uh, election cycle. Judy's just been a real hard-nosed, I'm, I'm a property rights advocate. So to answer your question, a little to a what a what if, Yeah. as you see the capacity of property tax to generate funding for the county, there comes a point of no return where the county frankly becomes superfluous mm-hmm. it, it becomes i mean what do you need it for first of all you can't afford it anymore if this is taken to its logical conclusion mm-hmm. so you can't afford the county anymore so the county collapses uh you might find yourself in a position where you have to combine counties just to be able to pay for the bare bones of service because why because congress has now bought as much public landers or, or ngos the non-government organizations have given the land uh, to Congress, again without an enumerated authority for them to possess it. Right. So now you have, and, and this defeats the whole purpose of forming the Union. Mm-hmm. The people are sovereign. They have appointed a state government to be the sovereign state. Now keep in mind that when we had 13 colonies, they all viewed themselves as individual nations. Mm-hmm. They were nation states. Um, that's why you did ha- You had disagreement. That's why Delaware didn't even show up to one of the conventions. Right. They said, we don't want any part of this. We don't have to be. We're no. our own nation. Okay? So that's where the context of how our nation was formed is so vitally important. Yeah. So if we see the diminishment to a point where it's no longer able to fund what we have, I mean, we get, as a legislator, I hear from counties Every week, you're killing us, man. You you brought up PSPRS. We got pension liabilities in the billions that are unfunded, partly because of the way the the pension was structured. I'm a fan of getting out of the pension business. Quite frankly, I I think that people are really smart enough to do their own investment. Mm -hmm. So why do they leave it up to government? Well, because the government always wants to give goodies to people. Okay, But remember... Government can't give what that <laughs> yeah. which it has yeah. already has not already taken from somebody else. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry I went down. You no, know, no, you're,
0: you're 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 hitting the right on um, buttons that even more that I understand because you know I'm a, I'm a tax advocate. I, you know, I'm not against taxes, but I want to make sure the taxes are going in the right place and right. and the revenues are there mm-hmm. and. Um, and when we're being uh, taken, our lands are being taken away from us and our tax burden rises, that affects everybody that's watching this show or anybody in Arizona. So well, and it we're, totally, we're not talking about just ranchers and some land, we're talking about everybody.
1: It totally defeats the purpose of our birthright. Mm-hmm. Think about this for a moment. When we became a state, Congress was very specific to place land in the Arizona State Land Trust for what purpose? To fund education. Mm-hmm. So think about line the line of thinking. Fund in Arizona, yeah, is I think it's like 17% of the yeah. of the state land trust. I think it's 17% is um, education trustees. Mm-hmm. So we got universities, we got K through 12 education. Um, I, I don't know if the community colleges are part of that or not, but I, I, I think not because that comes directly out of property tax. We
0: actually get our property.
1: tax. But there's 17 different uh, beneficiaries. Mm-hmm that are funded out of that state land trust. The biggest one, though, is education. Mm. Education, obviously, was highest in mind to the founders. In fact, we've got a number of our framers touched on that very thing. Without an educated populace, this nation cannot survive. Right. That's why this Constitution was written. And re- remember, until late 1800s, 8th grade was the end of education. Mm -hmm. That's why this was written at an 8th grade level, so that the common man could understand it and could know what his rights were, how they were secured, how they were enumerated, what the limitations on power were. The enumeration thing that we've been talking about, that is not a limitation on the people. That is a limitation that the people put on the government. But it's been flipped around. I mean, you know, the Bible says, mm-hmm. "What was once light is now dark. What yeah. was once right is now wrong." Yeah,
0: and we don't see that in our life. That's
1: right, right why now. it's Absolutely. written the way it's written, Yeah. so that people will understand. I'm the one that gave you the power. Mm-hmm. Kind of like my parents would say, yeah. "I brought you into this world. I can take, I can take you, you out."
0: out. <laughs> Good point. You know. When we talk about this it's always it seems like there's so much and i'm not going to get into another subject but just off the wall you know when we talk about our second amendment and our rights of speech it seems like there's always some kind of encroachment that we're we're mm. always having in other right. words our republic is strong only as long as we defend it is that you know i mean if we continue to allow government to or yeah. the federal government to encroach upon us they will do so
1: this reminds me of uh, what the, the King of England said when, uh, when President Washington stepped out of his military career, and he said, I'm going home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When he was being called on to be president, being yeah. called on to be emperor, and when he said no, and that message was delivered to the king, King England said, this is truly the greatest man on earth. Mm-hmm. He's willing to give up power.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and frankly, that's what this country has been about. It's, it's the acknowledgement, and I think it's not enough is made of that to understand the context that that happened in. The president said, I'm not going to be a part of creating a new monarchy.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going home. This government belongs to the people. This, these lands belong to the people. They don't belong to the government.
0: Boy, we need to keep reminding them day in and day out. Well, it's, I,
1: I, I really blame a lot of that on our education system. We no longer teach. Imagine this. In law school, they do not teach constitutional law. Yeah. I've looked around for constitutional law classes, and they don't. for the most part, they don't exist. Do
0: they even teach civics in school anymore?
1: Uh, they they sure? do in Arizona. They do in Arizona. I mean, not as deep as I would like to see it, but I think that we're getting there. Yeah.
0: What about de facto? enclave enclave
1: de facto enclave thank you <laughs> okay so that's a, a legal theory that um, i think is is worth considering when you have a piece of land that you claim is public land mm-hmm. that you claim you don't have exclusive jurisdiction over because if you did then it would certainly be an enclave right but uh, you're going to let the sheriff you're going to let the sheriff enforce state law But it's a federally possessed piece of land. Well, when that federally possessed piece of land suddenly has a travel management plan overlaid on it, and it prohibits the entry of the public into public land, you have, in essence, created a de facto enclave. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's pretty specific yes. in this book of enumerated powers. I do not see de facto enclave. In fact, mm-hmm. you haven't created a fort, you haven't created a magazine, an arsenal, in dockyard, right. or another needful building. It's a piece of land that you have now shut the public out of. By the way, yeah. to you hunters out there yeah. that are watching this, yeah. don't buy the crap argument that you are protecting public lands. The federal government is not your friend in this regard. The state of Arizona has never instituted a travel management plan. Those come from the BLM, from the Forest Service, from federal agencies, who frankly have overreached because of why they've been empowered by Congress Mm -hmm. acting on something that doesn't even exist. You don't get it both ways, folks, so if you really want to protect the access, you know, I, 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 I said, while we were on our break, yeah. um, folks would say, "Well, you know we won't be able to go hunting. We won't be able to take game." Well, coming from Michigan, and I know there's a lot of folks here that would love me to go back to Michigan because they hate that I'm on this, this jag uh, in 2012, 1.7 million deer whitetails were taken out of Michigan. Michigan is one of the most robust state park and state forest systems in the country. You got New York. I don't know how many deer they take there, but 97% of their lands is in private hands, and I don't hear a single person squawking about going hunting. So it's a bogus argument. It's a straw man argument to try and get people to do the bidding of these non-government organizations who frankly want to shut down all access to land. There's this, this school of thought called rewilding. Um, which gets—that's probably a third installment of this. Yeah. But the idea is to kick humankind off of the land and create a wildlife corridor that goes from California to Illinois, wow. so that nobody, man, can't touch it. Mm-hmm. So that the the wild creatures can live. And okay, so this continent has been managed land for centuries. Mm. If we were to do that, we would have the kind of forest fires that we see in Idaho and Arizona and Montana that. Frankly, burn hundreds of millions of wild creatures are incinerated mm-hmm. when a 600,000-acre forest fire occurs. So it's, it's a crap argument, and I hope people don't buy it.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I, it, it actually affected me, and I kind of hit on this a little bit. But, you know, I'm from California, and there was some property, you know, uh, um, that I used to deer, do my deer hunting on. Some years were good, some years were bad, you know. That that's why they call it. It wasn't money. a shot right? problem, it, it was exactly, an access problem. It wasn't no, it wasn't an accuracy problem. But anyway, um, so you know, I would do I would go there year in and year out and all of a sudden one year I went there and it was all fenced off. No trespassing. And I did some research and found out that it became a preserve by Diane Feinstein of all people. That she decided that that this area of property needed to be saved or preserved which it was basically just wild land behind Big Bear, if you know Southern California Mm -hmm, at all. I do. And um, we we couldn't take ATVs on it. We couldn't hunt on it. We couldn't even ride our horses on it. What we could do is walk on it and and only in limited areas Mm -hmm. of walking. So I guess what I'm trying to say, Mark, is I am a a prime example of being limited access to Mm -hmm. public lands Right. That I used to enjoy every day uh, for years.
1: That's why I have so much respect for guys like uh, Representative Paul Gosar. Mm-hmm. Paul is as he's the chairman of the Western Western Caucus, and I am. He is a defender of our access to public lands. He's also a defender to the the precepts of our Constitution that talk about you really, really, really need to pay attention to enumerated powers, because if you fail to do that, you lose sight of where power comes from yeah who is exercising dominion um we've got another guy who's running against uh, tom o'halloran over in cd1 doyle shamley probably the smartest guy in the room any room you enter mm-hmm. if he's there this guy has been eyeball deep in public lands policy and and under he he reads the federal register for breakfast right that's how in tune he is with what the federal government is doing with public lands, and he's done that now for I think 25 years. So you've got some really strong defenders of access to public lands. Now, mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong. We're not talking. I am not talking about ending public lands, and that's what the NGOs they want to vilify me for saying. Oh, he's going to destroy. He's going to destroy your access. He's going to make sure that every every acre of land has an apartment building on it. Mm-hmm nobody said anything about that this is our birthright right this is our opportunity for us to care for the land to be good stewards of the land because god knows the federal government isn't very good steward
0: well you know you should, there's a few things i really want to hit for the people like me who you know i got some briefings on all this because this is completely out of my realm be honest with you again mm-hmm. i and and if you're at home you need to write down a couple things, and one of them uh, I strongly would recommend is enumerated powers by Congress. I think Mm -hmm. that is really a a tell-all what we're talking about today. Our 10th Amendment, again, I I have all these, I kept on just referring to my notes as I went through my briefings going, I gotta remember this one, I gotta remember that one, because (coughs) stuff is hard to follow. I mean, for the common guy to follow along with it, but (coughs) once you start getting into it, you really right. start understanding it. And it's kind of like what you keep on lifting up your and, and, Constitution. It's not that hard. We just need to read it and follow along.
1: And for all the books that are so thick, yeah. yeah. this book, I'm, I'll show you how thick the Constitution is. That's it. That part is the Constitution. Okay. That part... That little bitty part is the Constitution and yeah. the Bill of Rights. Yeah. If, if, if people committed to reading, and it's not a hard read, mm-hmm. if people committed to reading through that once a day yeah. for the next year, when they watch the news, they would, they would be saying out loud when they're watching whatever media they're watching, oh, wait a minute.
0: That's not here.
1: He didn't say what I think he just <laughs> said, did he? That's a violation of... Fill in the blank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So people don't understand, you know, when we're talking about First Amendment right and 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 getting into the papers that document that.
0: Yeah.
1: I got to do the internet is a wonderful thing <laughs> because if you really do some searching and you're really curious about your rights, I think it was Ben, it's either Ben Franklin or, or James Madison. If the people don't know their rights, how are they going to how are they going to protect them? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy to say, well, it's my Second Amendment right to carry a gun. Really? Okay. So what exactly does that say?
0: Break it down. And
1: what are the other things within the Constitution that protect that Second Amendment?
0: Right. It's not just one. Right? It's kind of like the Bible, right? You can pull one verse sure. out of the Bible and it can mean anything to you, but sure. when you read the whole, the whole so, chapter, all of a sudden you go, oh, look at that.
1: And some people say, oh, that's not that important. Really? No. Well, the Third Amendment.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing
1: yeah. nobody knows what the Third Amendment is, but I'm pretty sure you don't want the U.S. government quartering soldiers in your house.
0: Uh, yeah, quarter, exactly. Meaning
1: you're putting them up for free. Yeah, yeah. Instead of building a barracks. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: Interesting. Great, great story. Uh, let's let's kind of wind this down because I'm getting the whiteboard already saying we only got a few more minutes.
1: Time but flies, but doesn't it?
0: So where are we going to go in the next ten years, Mark? I mean, where do you where do you see this happening?
1: Well. I think that this is this is going to be a battle. I mean, government, I and I'm, I'm sure that somebody has coined this before, but I'm, I'm at the risk of plagiarizing somebody in a comment. I've never seen a government yet that has been satisfied with the amount of power that it has. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It could be a city government. It could be a, a, a county government. There's this insatiable appetite for more power. And unless the people get their act together and wake up and say, you know what, I didn't give you that authority. We, as a community, did not give you that authority. Now, yes, you have a way to fix that. Mm -hmm. It's called the ballot box. Right. We've gotten so to the point now where we vote personality or party instead of position. Three Ps. Are you going to vote person, party, or policy? And if somebody's advocating a policy, that is A, an abomination of this, yes,
0: yeah.
1: or B, abrogate your rights in some way, shape, or form, move on, that's not the right person. I don't care if it's a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I would urge people to do, if they're interested in knowing more about this, I would invite them to visit uh, my website. It's, right now, the the best I can do is vote Fincham, that's V-O-T-E, www.vote, V-O-T-E, V-O-T-E. Fincham, F like Frank, I, N like Nancy, C, H, E, M like Mark, mm-hmm. dot com.
0: I think my uh, producer has already got that. And he's okay. He's put it up on the screen. So,
1: so on that website, um, I've got some papers. Uh, you can see some of the stuff that I've, I've uh, argued for in the past, but I've got a couple of papers that are going to be coming up mm-hmm. that'll be posted out there. They're a bit lengthy. Um, and I've, I've tra- They are footnoted so that if somebody wants to do more study of this on their own, uh, they'll be able to go out on the link. Look, for example, Library of Congress, Yale Law University, Cornell. I mean, this is not, this is weighty stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, if you boil it down to its simplest function, it's the question is, is this an enumerated power or isn't it? Now to ask the question, where, where do we go from here? I think the first thing that we do, the first step is that, uh, and by the way, Arizona seems to be once again leading the nation in this. Um, when the title insurance folks came to visit me about, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you going to penalize us for this? And it's like, well, have you, have you ever opened an escrow where you've told the state um, that you're going to sell land to the federal government? And they said, well, no. I said, why? It's right there. And I said, it's in state statute.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we didn't know the statute existed. Well, I guarantee you they know the statute exists now yeah. because there is a consequence for failing to observe it. Right. So if we get that into statute, I think what we end up doing is putting not only the federal government on notice, but this is part of an education process. Mm-hmm. The people of Arizona really need to understand, and particularly realtors, um, so realtors out there, yeah. look at it this way. If you were to sell a 10-acre parcel to the federal government as an easement for wildlife conservation ask two questions will they do better than you've been doing Mm -hmm. do they have the authority to possess the the land if it's not an enumerated power probably not so what this statute also will do is put Arizona into the position of making sellers whole that may have land owned land for five generations and Mm -hmm. you no longer have kids that are, are interested or want hey, to ranch. Yeah. okay, so you've got to have a way to exercise an exit strategy. The state of Arizona um, would be empowered to step in and say, we'll buy the land to preserve our state sovereignty. Um, I think that's the big thing that we do now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the next big thing is that we really begin to ask questions of our elected officials who are promoting these kinds of ideas. When uh, Madison started talking about a national government. Hamilton, I'm sorry, was the, the national government promoter. Everybody else looked at him in horror. So what are you doing? We just got away from a national government. We're all individual sovereign states. Right. We're individual state countries. We don't want any part of that. So we have a national government now that is borrowing money so let me get this straight. It's illegal for me to borrow money to buy a piece of land mm-hmm. from someone else. I mean, I, have to, I can't borrow the money from somebody else to go out and buy a piece of land. federal government does it all the time. Borrow from us. It's borrowing money from other countries mm-hmm. in order to fund our budget. Well, what happens if somebody calls that loan? Could it be that the Chinese Communist Party which I'm sure holds a whole bunch of our debt, yeah. could they say, we're calling the note? We want Wyoming. Mm. Imagine, a... imagine that problem. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Wars have been started. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah.
0: that's gonna be a- So
1: is that a far-fetched idea? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. If you look at the way that contractual law is structured, there could be an entity from another country saying, I'm calling the note. Mm-hmm. I want that property in exchange. And I'll write off the note. That's a scary proposition. Do I think that's going to happen in the next 10 years? No. Probably, yeah. But the day is coming that this country is going to have a reckoning over the money that it's borrowed mm-hmm. in order to try and create a national government, as opposed to letting the states manage their own affairs.
0: Well, said. well thanks again, Mark. We appreciate you coming in. You know, th- like you said, this is a complicated subject. But it's really not complicated when you really get down into the beaten potatoes of it. And even I could do it, which, you know, I am not a scholar of any kind. I have my constitution. The last couple of days I've been reading briefings. Mm-hmm. got my constitution in one hand, my dictionary in the other hand. And by gosh, it made sense. And I could see exactly what we're talking about today. Uh, the, the, right. how, how things are getting more and more complicated and how we're losing our sovereign state. So... Thank you again. You're welcome. appreciate it. I appreciate By the way, the opportunity. comments. I didn't ask for comments on this section because the last one, we didn't get any. But if you do have any comments at all, type them in, uh, in the comment section because Mark is going to be back uh, in a few weeks. And we'll print all their comments out and we'll ask them online while we're live. So with that, thank you, Representative Mark Fitchum from the state of Arizona. And Glenn Martin, Prescott E-News, Prescott Talk Show.